Well, hey there, skinny peeps. I am so glad you have tuned in with me today. I have missed you guys so much. My name is Bevan Caramello, and you are listening to The Skinny with Jesus. Today is March 27th, 2020, and today we are going to be starting a brand new series uh, called Treasure Chests. Um, as we get going today, um, it's hard not to uh, focus on or bring up everything going on in the world around us. These are strange times. They're heavy times. Um, Regardless of where you are in the world right now, if you have access to this podcast, you are aware that coronavirus is making its way through our world and trying to wreak havoc on all of our lives. Um, For some of us, this is really close to home. Maybe someone in your family has it, or maybe your best friend, or maybe it's you. Maybe you're homesick listening to this podcast from your bed because you have it. Um, At this point, I think almost all of us know someone with it, someone who's battling this illness. And we are all doing what we can to prevent it from spreading any further. None of us want it to come knocking at our own front door if it hasn't already. Um, Brian and I personally have several friends who are fighting it right now. Um, One with pneumonia, um, another couple who is really sick at home as well and um, three small children that are having to basically, um, take care of themselves because both parents are quarantined. This is hard, right? Um, so what do we do? What do we do in uncertain times when everything around us seems to be changing constantly and nothing feels secure or steady? What do we do? Um, We cling. We cling to the one who is steadfast, right? We cling to the one who is faithful, the one who is the same today as he will be tomorrow. He's the same today as he was yesterday. We fix our eyes on the one who commands the wind and the waves. Do you guys remember in Matthew chapter 8 when Jesus calmed the storm and the disciples are starting to figure out who he is? And they say, what kind of man is this? He commands the wind and the waves. Even the wind and the waves obey him. That is the one that we stay focused on. If we are focused on the wind and the waves, if we're focused on the storm, we're going to sink just like Peter did, right? When he stepped out to walk on water. But if we focus on the one who commands the wind and the waves, We are going to come out of this, okay? Right? In these days where it all feels like shifting sand, 
We have to plant our feet firmly on our rock, on the one who doesn't change. And so that's why we're here today. We're here to point our minds back toward Jesus. My heart is always to point you guys to the Word of God, always. I hope that you tune in here and are able to find encouragement. I hope um, that sometimes you're challenged. I hope that it makes you think. And I hope more than anything that it always points you back to the Word of God, that you're spending your own time every day in the Word of God. That is where uh, the real magic happens, as I like to say. So that's what we're doing today in our new series. Like I mentioned before, it's called Treasure Chests. We are coming out of a series in Joshua. Uh, We did a study on the first six chapters of the book of Joshua called The Road to Jericho. And we are eventually going to be going back to the book of Joshua. Um, We'll eventually go through all the chapters of Joshua. That's my hope anyway. Um, We'll do, we'll break it up into several different series just so that we um, could, like I said, kind of break it up a little bit and then eventually make our way through the entire book. But in the meantime, we are headed into the New Testament today. We are going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Um, and I've broken chapter 4 into four different episodes, maybe five. We'll see how it goes um, for this new series called Treasure Chest. So specifically today, we are going to be looking at verses 1 through 7. Okay, verses 1 through 7. So if you have your Bibles with you today, let's turn there together. If you are in the car or on the treadmill, then you know, no worries, I've got your back. Um, But the deal is that if I am reading scripture for you, then you've got to be burning calories for me, okay, for those of you on the treadmill. All right, Um, so here we are, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 7. Okay, this is Paul talking here to the church in Corinth, okay? He says, Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Okay, Paul is speaking here. Um, he he's making it clear that they are not distorting anything, that they are speaking the truth. There, He's talking about there were other religious leaders at the time who were um, distorting the word of God to line their own pockets, to manipulate people. Um, and so what Paul is talking about here is, is he's making it clear that they are in no way twisting the word of God. Okay. And he's saying that um, they can stand with a clear conscience in God's presence, that they know that what they're teaching is accurate, okay? So pick it up with me in verse 3. He says, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age, that's Satan, okay? The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. Verse 6, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. 
But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Okay, stop right there with me at the end of verse 7. Okay, so what is Paul talking about here? He says that we have been given this treasure, okay? This treasure that's put in jars of clay. Well, if you're not familiar with this language, then you might be going, what in the world is he talking about? What kind of treasure goes inside jars of clay? Okay, I love the New Living Translation um, version of um, verse 7. It says, we have this treasure in fragile clay pots. Okay. These fragile clay pots, these fragile clay, clay jars, those are, that's human beings. That's us. And what Paul is getting at here is that we're feeble, right? God knows that we are but dust. He knows how hard it is to live this life on our own, but he has put this treasure inside these fragile clay jars, our bodies, our bodies that are eventually going to fade away right? If we are clinging to anything of this world, anything else besides the Lord, it's going to let us down, whether it's money or power or pleasure, whatever it is. Those are the types of things that, that blind people. When Paul says that, this, that, that the gospel that he's talking about, it's veiled and that there's some people who are perishing that they can't see it because the the God of this age has blinded their minds, the minds of unbelievers. Those are the types of things that blind the minds of unbelievers, right? Everybody is, the, the gospel is open and revealed to everyone, but not everybody has ears to hear it. Some people refuse to believe. They're clinging to the things of this world and they don't want what God has to offer. Right? But Paul is saying, we have the treasure. We have the ultimate treasure, better than any pleasure, better than anything else on this earth. God has put his treasure inside of us, inside of these fragile clay pots. Our bodies are not our eternal bodies yet, right? These bodies are going to break down. They're going to fade away. Those are those fragile clay jars. I love, I'm going to jump ahead for a second. We'll come back to it in three or four episodes, but down in verses 16 or 17, I love where Paul, Paul talks about, um, he says, what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. What is seen, these bodies, this flesh, right, is temporary. These fragile clay pots. But what is unseen, what is unseen is eternal. That is life after death. Life after death, okay? Life after the death of these bodies. And the treasure is inside these treasure chests, these fragile clay pots, right? But the treasure will shine forever. The treasure will never fade. What is this eternal treasure? Look at verse five. Look back up at verse five with me. I'll read it again for those of you who don't have your Bibles in front of you. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. Right there again, Paul's putting it out there. We are not preaching ourselves. We are not making a big deal about ourselves. We are not offering what the world offers. We are offering you Jesus Christ as Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. 
That is the treasure. If you know that Jesus Christ is Lord, you have the treasure inside of you, the most valuable treasure in all the world inside of you. So how do we live with this treasure inside of us? How do we live with this treasure? That's what it's all about, right? The Great Commission, go and make disciples. Jesus said, go and make disciples. And disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, right? And he says, I will be with you to the very end. He knew this was going to be challenging, but it's what it's all about. He says, I've given you this treasure. Go do something with it. So what does all this mean? What do we do with it? Okay, so over the course of this series, I'm going to give you five things, five different things, five different ways that we're going to answer that question. How do we live with this treasure inside of us? How does how does the Bible tell us to live with this treasure inside of us? How are we commanded? How did we see Jesus live? Okay. Today, we are going to talk about the first two things, and then in the following episodes, I'll give you the the next three, probably one at a time, but today you get two. All right. It's a special day, right? Okay. So two things, two takeaways today. If you're taking notes, this would be when be a good time to start writing this stuff down. This is what I want you to come back to and study on your own. Okay. So we get busy doing these two things first. Number one, We pray. We pray. Right? Let's see. Where was it? Was that verse 4, I think? Yeah. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Wait, I'm losing my place. I'm so sorry. You guys love me anyway, even when I do this, right? (laughs) Verse 3 tells us that these people... These people who don't know the Lord yet, they're perishing. They're perishing. And so what can we do about that? Well, we can't do anything about it in our own flesh. Only God can raise that veil, right? They're blinded. They're perishing. And it says that the God of this age, Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers, so they cannot see the light of the gospel. We pray. We pray that God will lift the veil. There is a very real enemy seeking to keep those that we care about, to keep our neighbors, our friends, to keep them blinded so they cannot see the light of the gospel, is what verse 4 says. And verse 3, we just read it, tells us that they are perishing. So we pray. That's your number one. We ask God to move in his power, not in our own, to move in his power and to work in their hearts. Okay, treasure chest, item number two. How do we live as a treasure chest with this treasure inside of us? Number two, we serve. We serve. And when we serve sacrificially, We look like Jesus. Listen to what Paul says at the end of verse 5. Right after he says what the treasure is, for we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. That's the treasure. And then he says, and ourselves 
as your servants, ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. In other words, we're not serving for our own glory. We're serving for Jesus every time we serve. When we serve sacrificially, we look like Jesus. Remember, Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. Jesus is the ultimate servant. When we serve to shine the light of Christ to others, God is glorified and people are drawn to him. They're going to be drawn to him because of the way we serve. They're going to see that there's something about the way you serve as a Christian that's different than the world around them. You guys, we have so many opportunities right now to pray and to serve. Coronavirus is big. It's scary. But you guys, our God is bigger. Our God is bigger. Pray for the sick. Pray for those who will get sick. Pray that you don't get sick. Pray that I don't get sick. None of us want that. But if you do get sick, God's got you. He's got you. Pray. So many feel that prayer is small, but it's not. Prayer is huge. Even Jesus, God alone, he went away to quiet places. He retreated early in the morning and late at night when no one else was around to pray, to talk to God. He knew he had to be plugged into his power source if he was going to do whatever the day had coming for him. Pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. Pray for the leaders wherever you are. Pray for our first responders and our healthcare workers. Pray for the church. Pray that we would shine for Christ right now. And pray for opportunity to serve and to witness. You are a treasure chest. Serve. How can we serve right now? Take food to someone who can't get out and buy their own food. Drop groceries off on their front porch, on their doorstep. Text them and ask them what they need. Don't serve irresponsibly. We don't need to be irresponsible about this. We don't need to be getting into large groups and and sharing germs right now. But we also don't need to live fearfully either. Be responsible. Be smart. But don't let fear drive you so far from people that you are useless, that you are hiding inside, afraid to go to the door, afraid to go out of your house, afraid to breathe the fresh air, afraid to get out into the sunlight. Fear does not come from God. And so you drive that spirit of fear out in the name of Jesus and you ask him, Lord, how would you have me serve you today? Paul tells us in 2 Timothy, he said, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Of power. The spirit in you is a powerful spirit 
That is the Holy Spirit in you, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That is a powerful spirit of power and of love. What do we know about love? We know that God is love and we know that perfect love drives out fear. Claim it in the name of Jesus. Claim it. What else? Of a sound mind. Some versions of the Bible say uh, self-control. Self-control, a sound mind. Be responsible. Use the brain God has given you. Find ways to serve within healthy boundaries right now, but we can serve. Make no mistake. Let that light of Jesus shine brightly right now inside the treasure chest, the fragile clay pot that you are. Uh, We have our kids right now um, writing cards to local nursing homes. And at some point when I've got them gathered up, I'll drop them off. Um, you could mow your neighbor's yard. I don't know, maybe you could take toilet paper to the single mama down the street who's struggling to make ends meet. Maybe she's got a sick baby at home. She can't even leave to go wait in the line to buy the toilet paper. I don't know. Get creative and do it with a smile on your face. Perfect love drives out fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We are his treasure chests. You guys, he put the most valuable thing in the whole world inside you and inside me. Jesus Christ is Lord. Share it with those around you. Will you pray with me? Father God, Lord, hmm, I just come before you, Lord, with both a heavy and a hopeful heart. Heavy, Lord, because of the darkness that seems to be all around us right now in the midst of this pandemic coronavirus scare. Hopeful, Lord, because you are mighty. Because your word tells us that your light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Lord, give us the courage to walk in that truth right now, to live it out, to serve with a smile on our face, to pray with hope in our heart, to worship you, Lord. To worship you when we feel like weeping. Lord, we do praise you. You are good. Even when the things going on around us are not, you are good. And you are sovereign. You are on your throne. You promise never to leave us or forsake us. Lord, help us to cling to your truth. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. Lord, you, Lord Jesus, are the author and perfecter of our faith. Lord, do a work in us right now amidst fear, amidst chaos, amidst sickness and uncertainty. May we be certain of you. 
We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, my heart is all over the place today, as were some of my words. <laughs> That's okay. There's grace for that. Um, I'm just thinking about so many of you all across the globe. And I want you to know that I'm praying for you too. Those of you who aren't in the United States, um, I still see you. I see your downloads and I may not know your names. You in Italy, in China, I see you. It means a lot to me when I see um, this podcast being downloaded all over the world. I'm humbled by it. Um, I'm glad you're with us. Morocco, India, Ireland, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for all of you. Um, and even though I don't know your name, I know that God knows every single skinny peep ever, <laughs> both now and in the future. And I trust that um, our prayers, He promises to hear them. He promises all through the Psalms, all through the scriptures, our prayers reach His ears. And I think, I believe that our prayers are not held by the confines of time. And so whether you're hearing this now or in the future, whether you're in the middle of coronavirus or this is a year from coronavirus and everything's gone back to normal and it's something else that you're walking through right now. You're walking through a divorce or a bankruptcy or grief, whatever it is, this message is still relevant. And I trust God to use it, to speak it to your heart the way he longs for you to hear it. That's one of the most awesome things about his word. It's always relevant. All right. I guess that is it for today. Uh, for those of you who are searching for our community, you can find us on Facebook. Just search The Skinny with Jesus, and then you can add yourself there. All are welcome, so feel free to invite and share. Uh, there's an Instagram page coming soon. Don't hold your breath. You guys know I'm technologically challenged, but it is in the works. <laughs> Not that Instagram is too terribly difficult to, to navigate. Um, but lots of new things coming your way. So in the meantime, um, reach out. Don't hesitate um, to reach out for prayer. If you're needing prayer, you can message me privately on Facebook. And you guys know I am praying for you and yours. Hope to be back here again with you very soon. Bye now.